Broccoli. Absolutely not. But don't you want to talk about the Cabbage family's funkiest member? No more vegetables. Is this like the other times where you emphatically say no and then we do an episode on the vegetable of the week? Because I've got months of material lined up. Asparagus, cucumber, celery, squash. Have you ever really looked at a squash? Hilarious. No, never again will I speak of vegetables. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Have you done anything interesting lately? Not really, uh, you? Nah. I guess this will be a short episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, maybe we can record next week or something? Yeah, it could probably be a good idea. Um, well, you know, I I mean, we're here. I guess we could talk about... No, 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 it's nothing. We'll record next week. What? What? It's it's nothing. Probably not worth talking about. Okay, well then. I mean, we could talk about how uh, Lindsay and I have just been going through the first stages of IVF. What? The all new Persembi Kinston show. Sorry, what? Quieten down, people. Quieten down. Everybody, yes. Yes, I understand that this is a controversial topic, but this is Harvard. And I need not tell you that the year is 1873. We are at the pinnacle of all human knowledge. No more will ever be known. No, no. Sorry, Ben. Stop. Uh, uh, Hannah, can I wait? Uh, I, I, I have my Harvard voice on. Now we are uh, convened this convention of the greatest medical minds to talk about sex. No, I'm not participating. Uh, Hannah, come on. We're in the middle of the, the sketch. You're supposed to say, um... No. Oh, actually, uh... No, I'm not participating. Is pretty close. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let me continue. My... Uh, we have now the eminent <clears throat> we have now the eminent thinker on sex and fertility of our time to talk to us harvard's own edward clark to talk about his seminal text sex in education <laughs> sex in educate okay, Hannah, this is the bit where you come in and you're Edward Clark, famed anti-feminist. Sex in education. This is how you tell me. Okay, a bit of off book, a bit of improv. Let me let me see, let me see. No, I can I can go with it. I can go with it, Hannah. Uh, t- tell you what, Doctor Clark, that you are famed. <laughs> <laughs> tell me that you're going through IVF. IVF doctor, IVF. What are these letters? These, 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 these letters. I, I do not understand what you're referring to, Edward. Are you referring to your highly educated supposition that college education is, there is increases infertility in women? Ben, just stop. What? What? You're doing IVF. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, we are. Why? Okay, uh, I really thought 
mum and dad would have covered this. Well, see, when a man and a woman love each other a lot, they decide oh, they want to no. reproduce. You asked. Is it your sperm? We don't want to assign blame to anyone. It is your sperm. It's, it's not. It's not my sperm. I have healthy sperm. They actually really have really good morphology. There's a report and everything. They're kind of like pretty, you know. So it's Lindsay. Look, we don't want to assign blame to anyone. Oh, poor Lindsay. Wait, 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 hang on. It's not Lindsay's fault. She has really good eggs. I mean, we were just talking about it the other day. Her estrogen levels compared with the follicle growth indicates that they, they're healthy and, and ripe and ready. Wait, I'm confused. So what's the problem then? We don't want to assign blame to anyone, you know? I mean, if you've got good sperm and she's got good eggs, then why are you doing IVF? It was either that or buy a new car, I suppose. Huh? Look, sometimes it just doesn't work naturally. It's not that the one person has a problem or the other. It's just unknown. And I, I know that's hard to understand. But we decided that we didn't want to keep trying indefinitely and then miss the window. Or, or worse, get into an age bracket where the child is at further risk or the procedure has less chance of working. Okay, anyway, uh, can we just get on with the show? I mean, I've got a whole stack of sketches about, like, the history of IVF going through from, you know, the 1800s till now. Sure. Great. So, uh, where was I? Um, I mean, uh, I feel like you're rushing into this. Really? <laughs> really? That, that's how you feel? I mean, it's not as if we haven't been trying or not not trying now for years and haven't been talking and researching and fretting over this for, I don't know, the last 12 months. But yes, it seems to you like we've been rushing into this. I'm sorry, we should have included you in our conversations. Have you considered natural therapies? My friend did this gluten-free lemon wrap and then the next week, bam, she had a lemon bun in the oven. I, I don't even know where to start with that. You should just stop stressing. It'll happen when you're not thinking about it. Ah, look, the thing is, Hannah, people have been offering us opinions in a variation of what you just said. For the last, I don't know, 18 months, 18 months of people who, A, don't know our situation, B, haven't studied this in a medical way or, or in any depth at at all, and see, some have seem to have some kind of fear about like reproduction, and it's all so repressed. So where do we go to find the information? The internet? I mean, to a series of blogs by well-meaning women who go who going through the process and revealing their own fears, their own lack of information, or to the IVF practitioners' websites. Filled with like their, uh, you know, filled with sales techniques and things to drag, drag you in, or to the charlatans trying to make a buck on people's life problems. Here, drink this salt water. It has all the chemicals that make up life in it. I mean, seriously. Sometimes I look at the swirl of nonsense because it literally makes no sense. So forgive me if I take my advice from a doctor who works and studies in this field. Um. You sound pretty angry, Ben. Not really. Uh, in a way, it's fascinating. And kind of frustrating. Fascinating, you know? 
all the while, it's this dense topic full of acronyms that people don't really talk about. I mean, that sounds like a, a topic for us, doesn't it? Features genitals, doesn't it? My genitals. Oh, yuck. Dr. Dr. William Pentecost, I am so glad you could see me at such short notice, sir. Not a problem, my boy, not a problem. First of all, I wanted to tell you that you are a miracle worker, sir. An absolute miracle worker. You, sir, are too kind. The way you did that with my wife, impregnating her, yes. Your wife, boy Oh, and our son, he's such a handsome chap, now ten years old, this past fall. A miracle, I say, a miracle. Miracle? Certainly not. I purely injected the seminal fluid into the cavity of your wife. A common procedure now. We live in the 1890s, sir. The miraculous is now tamed by medicine. Why, by 1910, I predict that we shall have cured death itself. Yes, sir, you you must excuse me. Only, you did give us the great miracle when all the research showed I was as barren as, oh, I don't know, Baron von Barrenwick. He had such an unfortunate name. Yes, he did. Poor Trevor. He never lived it down. Trevor. But here's my point, you see. I've been going to see this other specialist, and he says I'm a zoostromic. I've got nothing in there but dust. Ah, yes. But I asserted myself. Don't you worry. I must have some of the little blighters up there. Why, look at my son. Yes, Look at your son. Bright lad, isn't he? Well, there, then myself and this doctor, I hesitate to use the term as he is nowhere near the quality of your good self, took a trip out to see my good lad. And it was the strangest thing, sir. The doctor, upon seeing my son, started to weep. Weep? Yes, sir, long tears down his cheeks. And then he said I should come and see you, sir. Me? Oh, no. I hardly deal with any fertility cases anymore. You should see one of my students. Yes, my students. Well, that's my point. The the doctor, so-called doctor, as he called himself, was one of your students. Ah. Look. What, sir? You've you've gone all over all, all funny. Look. You have to understand, it was a different time. The 1880s, we were on the edge. The cutting edge, you see, out to beyond anything else. And you were my first... My first... What are you trying to say, dear chap? There was nothing I could do. There was nothing there. I looked down the barrel of my ten times microscope and saw a wasteland worthy of our fair baron. Then, where did my my son, my beautiful boy... I did a poll, found the most virile of my students, and took a sample. It had never been done before. Cutting edge, this was all before I started to get lazy and shove my own sperm up there. But your child, it was a shining light. You, you mean to tell me... 
That doctor was my son's true father. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, that explains it then. You're not angry? Angry me? No. This is the 1890s, the era of great secrets that eat away at your soul. Finally, I have an excuse to shun the boy and take to the bottle. You, sir, are a genius. A genius. Thank you. Thank you. I must go beat him at once. Well, uh, that worked out better than I had hoped. So, Ben, can you tell me about... No. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to ask the question. <laughs> Too late. I already know what the question is. Okay. <laughs> and I'm about to give you the answer. Our IVF journey. Are uh, you ready for it? And, uh, and to help me, can I introduce Lindsay? Hey, hey TD. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring you on, uh, Lindsay, my wife. Uh, lovely mother of our children to uh, to ask you about uh, to tell us a little bit about the what we've been going through so um, uh, first let's let's uh, let's start with how we started finding our IVF our IVF doctor our RE what's an RE first of all reproductive endocrinologist reproductive endocrinologist <laughs> You know, it's it's a fun word to say. Endocrine, the endocrine system is about uh, hormones and stuff, right? Yeah, isn't that right? You're the nurse. That is right. Okay, so uh, uh, I remember my so human biology. See, I didn't do human biology. I just did biology. You know, which always which always uh, confused me. Why you had to you had biology and then you had human biology? Like there was some sort of uh, differentiation. You know. I think okay, they're so, just human biology is more specific. That's all. Yeah, but in human in biology, we talked about humans. You know, it wasn't like we didn't talk about humans. We do. You know, it's it's pretty hard to talk about biology without mentioning humans at all. Yeah, but in human biology, we only talked about humans. Yeah, and I th I feel like you missed out. But anyway, and monkeys. Uh, so we're <laughs> we're digressing. Oh, yeah, let me let me move. So. <laughs> Lindsay, uh, when we first started thinking about uh, about going down this route, this route of IVF, um, we're getting twisted. <laughs> what's going on? We're we're having a micro, we're having technical. Head, technical difficulties here. Okay, Lindsay, when we first started talking about going down IVF, um, uh, how did we, how did you go about finding the the doctors that we went to look at? Because you know, uh, okay, well, first we went to one doctor, um, uh, Doctor Doctor Witz. One of my first routes was to check this website called The Bump. And it's like a pregnancy website and it has recommendations. It's basically where a lot of girls come together and talk about being pregnant or wanting to be pregnant and share advice with each other. So I checked that out and I think I found some names of doctors through that. Okay. And, and so we went to this first doctor uh, and... And can you describe, uh, that was Dr. Witz, right? Um, if I'm getting my... my uh, yeah, my, he's great. Uh, yeah, so, uh, which we didn't go with in the end. But, uh, so we went to this first doctor, Dr. Witz, and, and can you describe what it was like to be in one of these clinics, first of all? What it was like going to, to go for a checkup? Because it's, it's kind of a weird, uh, a weird process, I guess. Well, there's definitely a routine 
they have. And you're just kind of thrown into it. And, uh, you know, they take you into their consult room. And they have all sorts of fancy degrees and diplomas on the wall. And, yeah, but uh, half of the diplomas don't even seem to match up with the name. It's like they, they, <laughs> they have one consulting room and they put all the doctor's diplomas in that one room, you know. But anyway, let's say, uh, and you, you know. Oh, that was for sure his room. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was his, his room. So, but outside in the waiting area, I mean, you know they're making money because of the couches, right? The, these, are, these are plush Fancy. couches. Plush as couch as you can be, you know, and, and and it's really, you know, you're kind of sitting there, and the secretary takes your name, and you you got to go. You eventually they call you through, and you go back, and then you meet with the doctor, right? Oh, and the first thing is all of these places close at four. They're like banks, right? So if you want to make an appointment, you got to go and get in before four, and which is really hard when you're working, uh, but somehow we managed to do it anyway. So you go back and you take him past a wall of photos of babies. Right, uh, you know, smiling, happy families, yeah. twins, triplets. Yeah, which which is worrying, you know, like it could, you you know, because there, there's a risk when they get into the twins and triplets. But uh, and then you get in, Ugh. and then you meet the doctor, and 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 what's that like meeting the doctor? It's a little bit intimidating. Yeah, it is, and they 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 talk really fast. Yeah, and they kind of like gloss over things, blah 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 blah, and then we're gonna do this, and there you go, there's your plan. Yeah, and 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 it, you get like it's like a whatever two hundred dollars at least per console, and it's ten minutes, right? If that, if that, right? And then and then they 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 drag you out. He says a whole bunch of stuff. He diagnoses you, right? He goes, well, given your age, you're you're probably blah blah blah, and then uh, uh, um, you're saying a whole bunch of these acronyms. That uh, that that don't really make sense to you. They never stop to explain any of this. Then you you you're taken out of there, and here's the funny thing: every te- every visit, right? Every visit was a blood test for either either for me or for Lindsay, right? And so they take you and you get and an ultrasound and an ultrasound. Oh yeah, they they love getting up there, Ugh. like sticking the wand up. And so we have this: uh, you, you get in the blood, you you getting blood given. At every chance, and I, I, and some parts of me think like this is because they they a lot of people who come through the door uh, don't continue onwards, so they've got to try and ratchet up the the cost straight away, you know, trying to get you back in because like because blow me down if I I mean I, I mean I, I did sperm tests right and blood tests and I, I I've got the results of one of the sperm tests. And none of the blood tests. I have no idea what they were testing for <laughs> and whether it came back positive, negative for what they were testing for because they don't tell you you've got to go back. So we went to this first guy and we were a little bit like, eh, 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 well, eh. Um, so we ended up going and, and looking at a, a few more. How many more did we see? Oh, just two more. Uh, no, three, three more. more. Three more. So three four more. in total. Yeah, so we had one who was this old guy uh, who teaches at a medical school, and he was a nice guy. He had the best equipment, but uh, he, he had a plan to put Lindsay through menopause. Don't Didn't really Ugh, see the, the logic why? of his plan. Uh, you know, what? <laughs> he had reasons. Whatever. Uh, he, he, he was old. Everyone should go through menopause. <laughs> Um, but uh, I wasn't keen on that plan. And then, and then, uh, uh, before we went to him, we went to this, um, this, uh, gay doctor, 
Uh, I'd, I'd say he's gay, Doctor. I'm assuming he's gay. He he had a lot of movie posters for musicals. That's not really a sign, but he had that kind of... He was very gay. Yeah, he, he had that kind of persona. If he wasn't gay, he he was doing that persona, if, if that makes sense. The musical theatre student. he was student. very interested in your anatomy. Oh, yeah. So this was the first Doctor who, who uh, on the console, he, the only Doctor, in fact, on the console, who was like, well, we don't... Uh, we don't uh, a lot of other doctors don't pay attention to the men in fertility. And I was like, well, yeah, they do. They do a sperm test, whatever. And he goes, well, I'm going to need you to take down your, your pants. So I go into a, a uh, into one of the rooms and I take down my pants. And then he, uh, he examines my penis and uh, he was like, hmm, he's shaking his head. And I'm thinking, what? Okay, that's, that's not, not a normal response you get when someone is looking at your penis. You don't want like the shaking of the head. Um, and so uh, after, after he, he, uh, he shakes his head at me or whatever, um, uh, he goes, he stands up and he goes, have you, in, this is straight face, right? Uh, he goes, have you ever considered removing your foreskin? <laughs> and, and I, because I, every boy should be circumcised. Yeah, and right? I was like, you know what? No, I haven't. <laughs> and, and then I started making me worried, like, is it my foreskin? Is this a problem? And I was thinking, but why would that make biological sense? Because, like, we have foreskins and we've been <laughs> able to reproduce for, like, thousands of years. And so I went and we looked at the studies and it turns out foreskins have nothing to do with it. He just had a weirdie that I had a foreskin. In fact, I think he was, like, freaked out a little bit that I have had a foreskin, given that most American males don't. We maybe should not talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you know. Hey, I'm I'm open. Um, so. <laughs> uh, uh, New information just so came out. You should definitely cut that bit out. Because <laughs> I'm not meant to know that. The other thing is, doctors are really weird. Really weird to see the husband in the 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 room. No, every time I I turn up, even through past ones, we just selected a. A wonderful doctor. His name was, uh, what's our doctor's name? What's our doctor's name? Dr. Abdallah. Yes, sorry. Dr. Abdallah. I, you know, because we'll get to that in a, in a little while, a little bit later in the podcast. But uh, once we selected him, they, even through this process, they're just really weird seeing the fathers, you know, seeing the husbands or, or whatever. They, they come in and they kind of give you a look. And there's this weird alpha male thing going on, like that they kind of it's a weird tension in the room and like one that I don't really want to play into or or even think about that much but I, I, you just feel that tension like they they're suddenly like well uh you know you, you know if you if you bring up something like that I, I might have researched or, or Lindsay even Lindsay researched he, he had to assert they they have to the male ones have to assert themselves as it's dominant almost and it's really it's really interesting from a psychological perspective so so anyway, we got through all of it. We got through all of this, and oh, one thing they don't ever talk to you about, like ever in the whole process, they they never talk to you about cost until it's like go time, you know, like hey, we're gonna start today. They do, then they come in and go, well, actually, you have to pay, you know, X amount, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars today, or you know, and you're like, wait, wait didn't why did this never come up before? you know, five minutes ago. Once we pick your RE, it becomes a different experience. So 
Well, then, but I think we can talk a bit more about this later. Sure. You're probably incredibly disgusted. Yeah, I just kind of really stopped listening for a while, to be honest. Quick, quick! Yeah, get, 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 get me to the lab! I, I need to get me to the lab! Um, excuse me? These tubes! These tubes have eggs! They've got eggs, man! Um, you're not making sense, sir. I just... I just had to run here. I had to take a taxi. Uh, New York taxis. God, I, I, I needed to get these tubes to Dr. Shettle's lab. Uh, you're not making sense. My What's wa- in the tubes? <laughs> My wife's eggs. <laughs> Can you believe it? They shall be it, you understand. Just you babies, man. The future. Oh, John, brilliant. Did everything go to pl- according to plan? Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Shadows. Yeah, 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 sir. I, I think so. We, we got the eggs. So Sweeney got it done for you, sir. Woohoo! He got it done. Excellent. Give here. Give them to me now. I need you to duck off to the toilet and, uh, you know, provide us a good sample. There's a good. Sorry, lad. sir. What are you two up to? The future, lad. We're up to the future of reproduction. And that's what he said. Hmm, the future of reproduction. This isn't good. This isn't good at all. What do you mean? Do you know what it's like to be me? I have to think about the entirety of this organization. It's not easy being the boss. It costs money to run a hospital at the cutting edge. And you know what? Sometimes the edge cuts back. In this political climate of the 1970s, one false move and we can lose our entire funding. This isn't the 60s. Boy, go and get me these test tubes. I'm actually a girl. Hurry up, boy. Hurry up. Ha-ha! Think of the noble prize, young man. We shall win it for sure. <laughs> Uh, but, but, sir, do you do you really think it'll work? I, I mean, the the baby will grow. Of course. I, I can't believe it. This is the best science of 1973. Already, many embryos have been created, but no one, no one but I, had the guts to go through with it. Ah, <laughs> I am like God. So, so, sorry, what, what? Oh, nothing. Look, don't be worried. We can look at the eggs under microscope. What? Well, well, that that would that would take my mind off things. Yeah, you can make it. Can we? Can we just take a look? You know. Wait, the tubes—they've gone. What? No. I, I say what? This can only be the work of. I was expecting you sooner or later. Where are my embryos? You couldn't leave things be. You had to go and do something stupid, didn't you? God, what have you done? Here, here are your precious embryos. Ah, look, do you mind if we go inside? Only it's a bit stupid to be on the roof during a storm. Uh, yes, sorry, old chap. I didn't really mean to schedule it like this. My, you see, my secretary's out of town, and I, I really don't understand the room booking system they have here. You know. No problem. No problem. 
Sorry, where were we? Um... Save this establishment. Look, look. Do you mind going back outside? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really feeling it anymore without the wind and lightning. They sort of added a sort of oh, what to the thing, you know. When we rescheduled, my wife was expecting me home. We're having the mother-in-law over for dinner. Gertie. Yes. A fine woman. Give my regards to her. A fine woman indeed. Oh, sure thing, Bob. So, if you don't mind, we'll pick this up on Monday. Oh no, don't bother. You're fired. No! Now this tragedy is complete! Ah. Hey, 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 Dr. Shedler! I'm glad I found you! It's my, it's my wife! She, she just, just woke up in the Macy's children's clothing section, as if in some sort of, like, fugue. We, we, we plan to sue you for everything you've got. Okay. So I was a little premature just now. Meanwhile, in Britain. News just in. Today, we cross live to Great Britain, where gynaecologist Douglas Beavis is claiming to have successfully taken to term the first three test tube babies ever. Our reporter on the street, David Newter, is at the scene. David, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, n n n sorry, no, I can't. Um, no. Sorry, what? I I'm, I'm, I'm not there on the street. You're not at the scene of this historic event? No, I'm in the studio with you right now. What are you talking about? Go and get out there so we can cross to you live. Uh, you see, it's the 1970s. We can't do live crosses yet. What? I tried to tell you at the staff meeting, and you just said I should vector it at Steve in development so that we could increase synergy across our corporate health, and frankly, I, I, I kind of lost you after that. Look, this is exactly the type of thing I would expect from our corporate culture. You didn't think to inform me of this technical uphill before I made promises to the audience about deliverables. See, see, Ned, you're doing it again. I don't understand what you're saying. This is just saying sound. I've just so told our audience that we are going to cover the news about Dr. Douglas Beavis's great breakthrough. What are we supposed to do? Oh, that. Yes, that. No, 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 no. That happened days ago. What? Yeah, yeah. After all that, uh, all the usual cronies came out and decried it as the end of our civilization and system of morals. It turned out nobody could find any of the babies. Uh, yeah, he might have made it up. So no babies? It seems not. All in all, a non-event. Thank you, David. That was David Newter crossing live from our... I'm in the studio, remember? Live from our studio. Up next, a small cat gets stuck in a tree. Okay, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Okay, Lindsay, we, uh, we got you back in again uh, so that we could talk a bit about like the actual process of what we've been going through. So first of all, let's say that where we are up to... Uh, this is the night before we uh, do the um, the egg retrieval. So tonight is the night that we find out. Uh, tomorrow morning is the morning that we find out whether or not uh, the last couple of weeks have been uh, successful. Yes, I'm supposed to be in meditation this evening, but I'm being reeled over to the podcast. <laughs> well, we're we're more fun than meditation. Anyway. <laughs> 
love, <laughs> laughter and all that. Um, so, so can you tell us a little bit about the process? What it's like to go through that first stage of IVF? You know, I, I found it pretty easy, actually. I had read a lot of stories, um, very dramatic accounts from other girls, and I was expecting you to have all these symptoms. And... It, isn't it? It's very interesting because I, I feel like the ones that you, you are memorable when you're, you're going through this, and, and not to, to take away from anyone's experience going through IVF, but there's a lot of things out there where they, they talk about the injections that you have to do, and there there is a lot of injections. Um and they, they, there's all these photos of, of girls like uh, screwing up their face in intense pain as they <laughs> stick, as the needle penetrates their skin, and it, and, and the it's fluid. a tiny needle. It's the tiny tiny needle, and and uh, and so that you didn't have that big of a deal with this, right? No, it it really wasn't. Wasn't that challenging? So, so, like, take us through what what is the process? You you go along and you get tested. Uh, they do an ultrasound and yeah. uh, they they pump some saline up 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 yeah. your uh, your uterus. They have to they have to evaluate <sighs> the uterine cavity. It's called, and there's many ways to do that. But I I chose the easiest procedure. Let's put it that way, and and it was no big deal. Um, yeah. And, and uh, and then uh, and then then once they've evaluated and decided that you you can you have like uh, ovaries there and you can have follicles, then then they put you on a process, right? But but before they do a process, of course, more tests, in in uh, in including uh, testing me for STDs, right? Uh, I don't have any STDs, but uh, I got tested. Multiple times. <laughs> um, I think they, you know, I, I just don't think they, they looked at me and thought this, this guy must have herpes. You know, I, I don't know. Well, like, you know, oh, he's got gonorrhea. No. I mean, look at you, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. And then, and then get this, right? I don't have STDs, but like, as soon as the protocol starts, one of the first things they get me to do is, is take a antibiotic in case between the time that, well, they don't tell you this, but this is my idea, right? In case between the time that, they tested me for STDs and I came out clean that I contracted an STD that my wife doesn't have. Like, just think that through. You know, there's a lot of assumptions about me uh, <laughs> that, that, that the, this doctor is making. And no wonder he, he, he's always weird when I'm in the room. Uh, by the way, I have to say, for me, not so for you, Lindsay, because she also has to have this uh, antibiotic, but that just was terrible. Like uh, having an antibiotic when you don't need it, and then it just made me sick for like days. And I have had a completely different reaction to yeah, well, you, antibiotics. You, 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 I, I don't have many symptoms at all. You seem to have a completely different reaction to meds in general. Like you, you've, yeah. had, you've had hardly any, any yeah, symptoms. Yeah, I, I tolerate them really well. So, so anyway, we found our doctor and, and, then, uh, and then you get like a consult and, and whatever. And then you, you're going. It's, it's happening. So, so describe what it's like to be doing this. You, you get a whole bunch of meds. It's very, it's very time consuming. I took two weeks off of my job, which was the best decision I ever made. I would recommend that to everybody who can do that because you are at the doctor almost every day. And uh, my appointments were mostly every other day, but you have to go in 
And then they message you that afternoon, letting you know what your protocol is for that night. And that can change at any time. So you never know before 3 p.m. what you're going to be doing that night for meds. And you have to keep up with your medication, which means ordering enough from the online pharmacy. Yeah. So so they don't want – the medications are expensive, like, uh, you know, $200 a vial. You're going through, like, eight vials a night or six or eight vials a night, you know. So it's expensive. Um, and then uh, and they only order enough for the first three days. So you get this big box in the mail and you think, well, great, this is all the meds I need. Well, that goes pretty quickly. And then, uh, and then you're back on the phone and you're ordering next day delivery. And the first time you do that, you're freaking out. And by the fifth, you know, how many times do we do that? Oh, through? they they know me now. I yeah, call, yeah, hey, true. guys, <laughs> need to order some more meds. And it's in, well, you did go long. Uh, yes, most, I went very long. Most of the time it goes uh, 12, 12 days. Lindsay went for 15, was it? Yeah. 15 days on the meds. But anyway, so, so you go in and uh, you expect to see the doctor. Okay, because uh, he's going to, you know, do an ultrasound, see how big the follicles are. Cause, so you're growing follicles within the ovary, and inside the follicle grows the egg, right? So uh, you go to see how, but but most of the time you don't get the doctor. And if you do, he's being shepherded in by the nurses, kind of looking dazed and confused and like, what am I doing? Huh? Huh? Oh, I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> so so you're in there. And it, it, it's quite a, I mean, I, I bet I have a very different perspective because I wasn't on the uh, the chair, the, um, the stirrups, as they say. But uh, so Lindsay gets up on the stirrups and a nurse comes in and, and basically they've got an ultrasound. Have, have you ever had an ultrasound, Hannah? Have you ever had to have one? I've had one on my boob, I've had one on my knee, and I've had one on my stomach. But never never a vaginal ultrasound. No. Can I can I can I just describe what it's like from from an outside perspective? It looks like they they take what looks like an elongated dildo and uh, they put a uh, they put a condom on the the outside of it. It's seriously, it's like a longer condom. Right, basically the same stuff. Then they put some uh, lubricating gel on there and they and they go Okay, now you're gonna feel a little bit of a gel and then a little pressure. Is this okay? And and then you're you're transported by our imaging, uh, the image, the typical ultrasound image. And and I'm looking at this image and I I, I, I can't tell you. It's like this U shape, horseshoe shape, which is describing the inside of my wife. And 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 I, I can't see. I can't work out. There's no. I can't work out the spatial relationship. If that makes sense. And I found, you know, I found myself staring at these images, right, and getting lost in the, I was lost in the inside of my wife's vagina, and uh, um, which is, uh, which is an, an interesting sen sentence to say. But uh, so the nurses run the show, it's like five minutes, so your first one, you go in, they measure it, you go, okay, great, and then you're out the door, and you're like, wait, wait, wait what, what? What do do do, do what, what huh what? Because because they don't tell you anything. Nowhere along the line that they actually explain explicitly what they're doing. They just they're just doing the thing, and and you you know as you get along, you kind of get the feel for it. Oh okay, you go in, they measure you, you come back, and then later they tell you via a message on the portal, web portal, what you're going to do next. Um, so this goes on for like two weeks, and then uh, after that point, they towards the end of that, the the follicles grow to about uh, 20, 24 millimeters, you know, an inch in in, uh, in, and there's quite a few of them, set between seventeen and twenty four, and you get a whole bunch of them, and then once they've decided that they're big enough, 
they uh, they well first of all they start putting you on a, another medication which has to be kept cold so half the fridge gets taken up by medications right you can't put food around them kind of got to let the airflow going and uh, that medication um, actually prevents ovulation and then uh, and then eventually you you get the news that oh suddenly which we got like two two days ago that guess what you're you're now on the uh, medication that uh, that's going to trigger it, uh, Lupron, um, which which uh, when Lindsay had it the first time, uh, she she walked up and and immediately start like thirty minutes later started feeling faint and was going it felt like she was tripping out. So you know if you're an old like if you like tripping out, uh, IVF Lupron trigger that that'll work for you. <laughs> I I kept thinking of my sister Hannah and how she feels when she's about to faint. <laughs> and, and I was like, maybe yep. I should call her and get some tips. Um, so, and then, oh, another thing I forgot to say. Salt. Oh, yeah. We, so another thing I forgot to mention was that. Eat salty foods. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Good salt. to know. Yeah. Um, one of those things that, uh, that, that we. Because that, it'll raise your blood pressure. Also coffee. Okay. Coffee. Uh, well, coffee is bad for um, egg development. Yeah. But uh, so we ha we have this whole oh, wow. whole like things that you're going through all these these things like ICSI where they uh, they take the sperm and and stick it into the the egg right <laughs> the outside outer shell of the egg uh, which isn't isn't necessary but is necessary because we're doing PGSD which is a pro protocol which allows them to look and see what the uh, the they take a biopsy of the egg once it's developed a little bit, once the embryo, sorry, and then they, they check the for chromosomal uh, normal, like just count the chromosomes, basically dye, dye the DNA and shoot a light through it to see the ones that will most likely success have be successful, and that increases the rate of success from like 30% to 60%, which is great, doubling the uh, the success rate. Um, but you, you end up with this... Uh, this at, multiple points you end up with this thing where you're signing away consents and you're kind of just having to sign them you know in the office you really you know who knows what we signed but you got to decide what you're doing with the eggs are you storing the eggs do you want to store the ones that that failed the uh, pgd pgsd PG pgs I, I don't know where the d comes from pgs uh and and uh, so we were sitting in the there and we were like well oh, what do you want to do with the the extra eggs after we get a bub you know like uh after we're pregnant what, what do you want to do we'll store them and then go well like hey you know what happens if we have spare we run out of of uh of like we don't want to get pregnant after the first time you know or or after like the second time or whatever however many and we got eggs left over and, and we were sitting there and we thought you know what? Let's just get Hannah to carry the bubs. I've already said I'll be a surrogate for like four people. Oh, great! So you're in. <laughs> oh, I, and I have to say, like, oh, she's in. She's in. Great. No, we're not going to pay you anything. Well, then no. And so, uh, so anyway, we, <laughs> you know, we get through all of this stuff, and 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 there's lots of health things. Uh, Lindsay's mum sent a whole bunch of books in them out, like a whole a lot of books. A lot of fertility cure books. We got given a lot of fertility cure books. I have cure fertility books. teas. I have all sorts there, of there's things. A, there's a whole industry. And, and you, know what's, you know what's funny? Okay, so there's some studies that show that, uh, that uh, acupuncture actually has some effect, maybe, when... Uh, when yes, it does, absolutely. Uh, maybe has some effect when, when combined with uh, um, 
fertility with uh, um, IVF in particular, right? And so, so Lindsay goes to this uh, uh, um, acupuncturist, and every time she goes, this person is like ninety dollars a, a, a shot, right? Because everything you add IVF and it's like double the price, right? Say, say uh, infertility is like money. Um, much like weddings, uh, and, and so as you go, and she she's walking out the door, and every time the lady goes, "Well, have you had your supplements? Have you finished the supplements?" And Lindsay hasn't even touched the first bottle, right? And so she goes, uh, "No, I've still got some." And you go, "No, no, you haven't been eating your supplements. You you need more supplements. No more supplements." And it's like forty dollars a bottle of like cinnamon cinnamon tablets, right? Forty dollars for cinnamon tablets, and 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 it, and it just goes on like this, and it's it's, it's this whole cycle of like you buying this expensive crap like uh, and and then and then like prenatal vitamins right so Lindsay's read somewhere that it's it's a good idea that i have prenatal vitamins so suddenly uh, every day i'm getting fed uh uh, prenatals in gummy bear form like i'm some sort of horse this hand comes (laughs) you know i'll be i'll be eating breakfast this hand comes out in front of me with the the things and I, i go eat up and i'm like okay okay whatever Anyway, it uh, uh, you know, it all builds up, and it's all this like like endless cycle. It's it's like this wheel that keeps turning and turning and turning, and then and then you're here, and we're triggered, and we're the night before we go and find out if any of this has worked. Right? It could be that nothing happened, or it could be that we get a whole bunch of eggs. We don't know. It's it's like this really weird, like suspenseful cliffhanger moment, you know. So, so so there's that, I guess. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, probably. Anyway, shall we continue on? Then what happens? Uh, then uh, okay. If there's eggs extracted. Okay, tomorrow, so then so what the happens? eggs extracted tomorrow. Then then they're going to be frozen. All right, which uh, which allows because uh, they got to do the testing on the PG. It's, you could put the eggs straight back in. Fertilized. They're fertilized first. Sorry, they're fertilized within four hours of being extracted. So I have to give a sample, uh, and then uh, then they uh, uh, then they're grown for four four or five days. At which point they get to a certain stage and uh, they do the biopsy to do this testing, a chromosomal testing, and they put them in the freezer because the testing takes a little while. Uh, which is good in it's you know it, some people think it's better to put it in first off but like from our research we've we've read that it's probably better to freeze because you get less the body because Lindsay's uterus and all of that has a you know she has a skyrocketing uh, estrogen because that's what they do they pump you full of uh, things that stimulate estrogen production um, to make the follicles grow in uh, in the in the uh, ovaries and um so now uh she has this skyrocketing you know so we're gonna let that calm down for a month maybe two months depending on how long it takes for the the pgs to come back uh and then once we find out then then they put it in they stick it in basically you know Ooh. and and when does that happen? they they can pick like, they can pick Oh, I don't know. Like a, a month, maybe, maybe two. We haven't really decided. We we have some choice. I think no one's really talked to us about the next step. We just have read about it. So, I don't know what our doctor really thinks about it yet. I think he's just waiting to see if he's got any embryos. Yeah. My first, friend has a you know. bunch of. Um, um, I think they don't talk about it until it's ready to talk about. Eggs that are frozen. Oh, see, that's good. It's good to have frozen eggs, and uh, and. 
And you know yeah, what? She it, was, um, her company did it. And then she stopped paying for it because she got poor because she left the bank that she worked for. Um, but they still, turns out they just keep them frozen. She's oh, like, that's they good. haven't defrosted them or anything. I was like, oh, cool. So you don't even have to pay and they'll keep them frozen. She's like, yeah, but I will pay. I was like, oh, okay, good. Well, I guess you have to pay if you ever want them back. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so Lindsay, ha- we ha- then uh, then they, they get in and then you have a period. She has to have um, uh, progesterone. Progesterone? Uh, I don't know if I said that right. Do you reckon that? Progesterone. Thank you. I don't know why I put an S in there. An S and T. Uh, progesterone. She has to have that either injected or as she would prefer because we've had a lot of needles. The amount of needles floating around here, you'd think we're uh, like a heroin den. But um, uh, that we're on, on crack. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 that you can get it as a tampon suppository. Ooh. So, hopefully, you know, hey, here's hoping for the suppository. Um, and then, uh, and then we find out. But it, her uterine lining is good. They were, they were all, all the, it's, it's one of these weird things, you know. If they put it in and they go, oh, I can see your uterus. Oh, it looks good. You know, like, like, <laughs> huh? Okay, look good. It's a, it's, it's tri-layer. Um, yeah. Don't know what that means. So anyway, uh, uh, anyway, that then, then after that we will have a bub, or maybe we won't. Who knows? It's there's a lot, a lot, to, a lot to go through. It's we're kind of like, we're kind of just at the end of the first be- beginning bit, but. You know, it's it's this. It, oh, and the, the other thing is, IVF is so quick, right? I mean, the, the build up. There was such a build up. Like we were going around talking for like months. We've been doing visiting doctors. The first one we saw it was in December, uh, and picking the right one, and then and then talking and talking about what we were going to do. And then once you go through it, it's like two weeks. You know, done. <laughs> like, so uh, so it should be interesting. Interesting. Watch watch this space. Don't really want to. Edwards. Step two. Hey, do you ever get called step two in sons? <laughs> oh, be serious, man. Now, now we are about to use the sonogram to confirm that the embryo we implanted is growing. It's our life's work. The first IVF baby. Yes, now you feel a little pressure. It's okay. Oh, no. It can't be. An egg. What is it? Oh, nothing to worry about. An ectopic pregnancy. The procedure hasn't worked. Ah, uh, Ben. No, 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 no. Ben, stop. No, 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 ben. no. Uh, why are we doing all these yeah, skits about yeah, the yeah. failures of IVF? Well, I don't know, really. Oh, that's good to know. Um, can I get off the stirrups, please? Just, just wait a moment. We might continue. I mean, I would have thought if you're going through this procedure, you would want to tell stories of success. Fair point. But, you know what? Those kind of stories are boring, really, you know? Not to the parents. I understand that, but, but it misses a lot of the point, you see. You see, the failures aren't bad. The failures are what made the success. We're here, we here and now often too quickly forget uh, all the tears, all the lives that paved the way for our, our comfortable world, you know, abundant food, good health, electricity, mobility, education. It had to be fought for, and uh, I feel like that's kind of important. Fair point. 
Look, do you want to continue the scene? Uh, no, no, n- not really. I, I kind of lost steam a bit. <laughs> These guys worked so hard and they came so close to being the first. Edward and Steptoe. Only to have an ectopic pregnancy. Uh, but did they give up? No. Well, actually, I don't know. But but I, I can find out. To Google! Can I put my pants on, please? It's an odd feeling, really. Uh, the thought of embryos growing in a petri dish. You know, that staple of the science classroom. Just Just a few cells dividing. Cells divide always. Right now, in my body, the cellular life cycle continues. Cells divide, they, they die, they, they keep moving on, keep continuing. But these cells, these little balls of life, these will divide and change and die off in a process that continues onwards into something, a, a new life. These cells, which were me, become not me. I don't know, I was always struck as a child by the thought of a worm. You know, a speci- it was a specific worm that I can't quite remember, I can't find it again, but, and I'm not sure if it's even true, but this worm, when cut in half the right way, becomes two worms, like some sort of magic trick. Now, as I'm older, it doesn't seem as magical, it's just a fact of life. Perhaps that's the point. But unlike the worm, we start divided. And when the two cells come together, mix, new life spurts forth. Still, it's an odd feeling, those little embryos. Today, they're still cells in our body. Tomorrow, literally tomorrow, they will be a new life. A new life not certain, though. Because there are no certainties, really. You know, with many struggles and hurdles to go, growing, birthing, growing some more to, uh, to, to still get through, uh, this random collection of genes and traits, these balls of cells. For the majority of people planning to have kids, they, they don't get to consider the embryo, the zygote, the gamete. By the time they know it's there, it's already off, developing, growing. By the time it's already there, it's, it's something. Sure, you, you may be trying or not not trying, or, or accidents, happy or not so. But there's a difference. It's, it's, it's subtle. It's nuanced. Tomorrow I become a father to a ball of cells. That's a scary thought. It kind of sends butterflies falling deep into the dark pit of my stomach. (laughs) Me, a father. God, I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Look, you, you'll be an aunt to a ball of cells. Have you thought about that? I understand why people write about this. Why there's so many 90s sitcoms and movies about becoming a parent, parenthood, you know... It's like the world is shifting and I'm riding on a world of change. No matter what happens tomorrow, change is certain. You can't hold it back. So tomorrow I'm a father. I just hope I can be half of what my father is. Are you done? Yeah, yeah, I think so. For the moment. I mean, it's a bit held in the balance. It's like a cliffhanger. 
Tomorrow we'll know. Tonight we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. So can we talk about something else then? Sure. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to Germany. Hey. Hey. The all-new Pasembi Kinston Show is recorded by Ben and Hannah Pascoe in front of, in this case, an empty room. And a sleeping puppy. But hey, can't I at least um, and a sleeping puppy. tell them about my Edinburgh Fringe Festival show? Uh, no, no. However, you can tell us uh, what the size of the puppy's penis is. It hasn't now. grown any bigger. It's still the size of the end of my pet finger, but his testicles are getting bigger. So what kind of voluminous, how voluminous is his testicles? They look a bit like, they're like a squishy, the whole, the scrotum is like a squishy, sprout, like a very soft Brussels sprout size, um, and inside you can feel sort of two uh, okay, it's not. and it's very fluffy. You, 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 felt, you, you felt it? Yeah, well we had to check there was two, because if, if you had an undescended testicle, it causes issues, but they're both ah, descended. Interesting. Um, me and mum were having a look this morning. So uh, we, we, <laughs> So on this podcast, we've talked about my foreskin and the and the dog's balls. Yep, but he won't have them tomorrow. So far for the course for us, really. Yeah, pretty much.